You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 41 of PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host, Mike Harrinance, and joining me, as usual, is my co-host, partner in crime, Ben Shillabill Hall, a.k.a. Chili. How's it going? Hey, I'm not too bad, thank you, and you? I'm good, thanks, man. I'm good, not bad. Had a uh, quite a busy week, but I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, joining myself and Ben, we have G-Man himself, Mr. Glenn Gordon. How's it going, Glenn? Not too badly, not too badly. Everything's sunny in Florida. Oh, I wish I could say the same here. It's um, dark and dull. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it's just hot here, though. I'd rather it not be hot. Oh, uh, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind having some hot weather, to be honest. We, it's funny. We actually had um, we had like a mini heat wave in the UK earlier this week, and then um, you know, it's just gone back to being regular British weather. You would guess it was the same week. <laughs> Crazy, yeah, it's man. Still, it's still pretty hot here. I Is it? Lucky git. <laughs> I always hear complaints about, like, the British weather. It's funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and uh, last but not least, we have our um, KGB Russian contact, uh, Gary. I can't pronounce his surname, so I won't bother because I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> How's it going, Gary? Oh, it's pretty good. How are you guys? I'm good, thank you very much. It's good to have you on the podcast again. I think it's been a few weeks since you've been on, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> no problem, man. Um Cool. Well, uh, it's good to have you here, guys, again. Uh, I think we should just dive straight into news now, actually. Um, Glenn will be back shortly. He has to see to a few things. Um, <clears throat> so we will kick off with our first news story, which was posted earlier in the week. Uh, EA to unveil six new games at E3 2014, says Jeff Keighley. Uh, this was written by, oh, myself. Yeah, I should have remembered that. Uh, mega publisher Electronic Arts will lift the lid on... Six new titles at E3 2014 next month, according to Spike TV's Jeff Keighley. Um, he writes on Twitter, uh, EA World Premiere at E3 coming live to Spike TV and June 9th. One hour press conference with six new game reveals as part of our E3 All Access. Um, wow. Uh, first of all, uh, guys, we know that um, Star Wars Battlefront and Dragon Age Inquisition will be there. Um, I think we're almost definitely going to see... Um, the new FIFA and Madden, and there's um, there's a new um, Mirror's Edge in, in development, isn't there? Am I right, or am I completely off the mark here? I'm sure there's a, it's like a reboot or something, isn't there? Yeah, there there is a new one in development. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there I, is. yeah, so I imagine we'll see something on that at some point. Um, but still, six new games. I mean, that's pretty um, that's pretty impressive. Um, what do we think uh, they're going to show there, then, guys? I mean, uh, let's start with um, Gary, since we haven't had you on the podcast for a while. What do you reckon they're going to show? Uh, well, I know uh, Visceral is working on a Star Wars game, so they'll probably tease something of it. I don't think they'll show any real footage of it. Yeah. Um, I also think they might even show the a new Dead Space as well. A new um, Dead Space? Um, you reckon yeah. they're, they're making one, you reckon, do you? I, I, I think they are, yeah. I think they're going to try to go back to to its roots with the, with the first game. Well, I hope so. Um, how about um, <laughs> Mass Effect 4? Do you reckon we'll see something on that? Um, I, it will probably be like a CG trailer or something like that, a cinematic trailer. Yeah. Maybe like, or a teaser of some 30 seconds. 
they'll yeah. probably talk a little bit about it, but I don't think they'll show anything. Anything yeah. big. Well, we we definitely know it's um it's coming along um roughly uh, middle way through development. I mean, Bioware have been quite open about it on Twitter, um, and they've um I think I think I read it's in a playable bill estate um in the office or something like that. I'm sure it was. I can't uh, go back and check the news at the moment, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but they, I think they've got um it's I think it's coming along quite well. They um they probably have something to show by the end of the year. Hopefully, maybe it'd be um. Uh, v- is it VGAs at the end of the year in December? It is, isn't it? Hopefully, Bear should have something on it, Ben. Um, ben, how about you? Oh, I hope there's some Mass Effect, but I don't yeah. think we'll see it at E3. I'm very surprised. With Dragon Age coming out this year as well, I'd be very surprised if they showcase two sort of big games like that. True, true. Um, but, how about Mirror's Edge? Do you reckon there'll be oh, a chance we'll, of that? We'll see Mirror's Edge, that's for certain. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wouldn't put your hopes up with the other game. That's it. Um, apart from that, I'm not sure to be honest. Well, Star Wars, of course. We'll see Battlefield Four, obviously. Battlefield Five, whatever it is. We'll see a Battlefield. Oh, of course, Battlefield. Yeah, gee. So how could I forget That'll about exist that? In some yeah. way. Yeah. Um, um, is this? Uh, is this like to be a? Um, of course, at one point they were um, alternating between Battlefield and Medal of Honor, but that's been taken out of the um, rotation yeah. now, hasn't it? Yeah, um, cancelled new Medal of Honor games after the last one. So, yeah, actually, there, there are rumors that Visceral is working on on the next whatever it's going to be that's going to take over for Medal of Honor. There's been rumors right. of that going on. It's a modern day shooter, but there has been no information on it at all. So, shame about Medal of Honor, actually. Um, but they did um, that last one. The reboot was meant to be pretty good, I think. But um, the uh, what was it? Warfighter, Medal of Honor Warfighter, wasn't it? That was meant to be quite bad, actually. So um, I suppose um, that kind of killed the franchise there. Um, as I said, uh, Glenn's not. Uh, Glenn will be back soon, so we'll move on to the next one now. Um, this is quite an interesting story. Uh, PS4 and Xbox One centered. Uh, the developers between, uh, behind uh, Wolfenstein and New Orders um, have said that there's uh, less of a challenge to develop across. Uh, both of those consoles than it was during the previous hardware cycle. Uh, of course, that's PS3 and Xbox 360. Uh, <clears throat> this is during an interview with uh, Tech Radar, uh, Machine Games, said that uh, there was a much bigger difference in making a game for both PS3 and Xbox 360 back in the day than what it is now. The new platforms are much, much more similar to work with than what we're used to, so it's less of a challenge this time than it has been before. Um, this is uh, obviously good news. I mean, there was... Um, if we cast our minds back to the um, PS3 and 360 era, there was, uh, uh, at least initially for the first few years, there was a lot of um, a lot of third-party games. They were, I think, they were made mostly on Xbox 360 as the lead platform, at least, or maybe PC and then to free, uh, 360 and then P- PS3. But um, they were a lot of the PS games, uh, PS3 games suffered. There were some really bad examples. I think uh, the Orange Box was pretty bad on PS3 compared to the 361. You, of course, you had Bayonetta. Um, there are lots of a lot, um, quite a few other games there, but um, obviously that improved as time went on. And by the end of the hardware cycle, they were actually using uh, the games were actually looking a bit better on PS3 by that point, or at least just, at least on past. So this is, as far as I'm concerned, this is a good thing for gamers. People don't get um, you, no one's feeling the short end of a stick. It's actually kind of interesting because, well, I say short end of a stick, but there's obviously a lot of cases where the Xbox One has been um, hasn't been running at the um, uh, of a particular game has been running at a lower resolution and frame rate than the PS4. We've seen a lot of examples of those with Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty. It's just too, too numerous to mention here. But um, luckily, uh, Wolfenstein, 
Uh, the game runs at a silky smooth uh, 1080p, FP, uh, 60 frames per second for both PS4 and Xbox One. So um, that certainly ties in what they're saying about uh, making uh, cross-platform development is also, uh, obviously a lot easier. So that's great in that case. But there's still, um, I mean, Watch Dogs is the latest one. Um, that's uh, uh, 900p on PS4, and I think it's some weird number on Xbox One, like 792 or something like that. But um, yeah. Either way, um, good for Wolfenstein at least, and good good for the industry as a whole. I mean, you know, we don't want any. Um, it's good to have everything be uh, the balance kind of readjusted there. Um, what do you guys think about this, Ben? Uh, let's start with you. Uh, I, I think it's the, the resolutions aren't going to change that much, though. From what, yeah. from what we heard, though, Witcher will run up both sixty frames on. I think it's nine hundred p on both the Xbox One and PS4, which will be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I just want Watch Dogs now. Just, just, just give me it. Right now. <laughs> cool, fair enough. Have you actually have you played Wolfenstein at all? Oh yeah, I love it. Oh I, great! I, I bought it on day one. But my mate has it right now because I gave it. I lent him it for a bit, but all right, okay. I, I did enjoy it. We uh we haven't actually reviewed that yet, have we? I thought Kyle reviewed it. If he, ha- if he has, if he has. Uh-huh. All right, if he has it, hasn't gone up yet. That's for sure. Um, so hopefully we get our review done. Let's see. Uh, I want to give it a, a, an eight. Sweet. Just because it has dual automatic shotguns, I don't care about <laughs> anything else. That's that's enough. <laughs> Fair enough, uh, Gary. How about you? Um, it's weird. I, I think it's a double-edged sword. I mean, we know we all know the PS4 is the more powerful console. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with developers. Uh, working on games on a PS4 first, and then porting it to the to the Xbox One could could is good for Sony. Yeah, yeah, but I think uh, downgrading the game uh, for another console, I think, will be more time consuming in a way than than doing it the other way around. You know, you can work on it on the Xbox One, and then make them more even on both consoles that way. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Actually, it's pretty easy to downgrade, Gary, compared to upgrading. Yeah, but see that—that's where the problem comes. Is people know that you're downgrading the game rather than trying to make them as equal as possible. But the thing is, though, if the it's easier for them to make it for the superior hardware and pour it down pour, to the yeah, down, yeah, it it doesn't take them much because they what they do is um, half the times you'll see in the game the models and all the details you're seeing in the game is actually maybe five or six times more detailed the original model will be. And then they'll um, downscale that model until whatever system can run it. So basically, it's not much effort because they'll have to be downscaling it to the PS4, and then to the X- it's it's just a little couple, yeah, you know, couple of steps. Cool, cool. Well, that's good for everyone, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, moving on now. Uh, this uh, Fraser will no doubt like this. Um, oh, excuse me. Um, Post, uh, this is uh, Metro um, 2033, a Metro Last Light coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, post-apocalyptic action adventure duo Metro 2033 and Last Light are being revamped for PlayStation 4, PC, and Xbox One this summer, Deep Silver has announced. Uh, these get, this will be known as the bundle uh, Metro uh, Rideau. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Redux? Rideau? Or whatever. Whatever it is. Either way, Metro. Let's just say Metro Remastered. <laughs> um, these games feature um, a lot... Uh, enhanced um 
weather and lighting effects, particle effects, advanced AI, and lots of other stuff, lots of other cool bits and bobs. Um, again, um, we're talking about resolution framework. This is 1080p, 60 frames per second. Uh, Last Light also includes all the game season pass content. Um, you can actually buy them separately or together in the package. Um, I've got the prices listed here. Uh, it's uh, separately uh, $24.99, 1599 quid. Uh, or together, it's $49.99 or $34.99 quid. Uh, this will be out summer. They haven't said exactly when, it's just summer. But um, yeah, this is another example of um, uh, previous generation games being um, given a lick of paint, uh, as it were, and coming to um, PS4 and Xbox One, which is great. I mean, someone like this appeals to someone like me who missed out on them first time round. I don't know if I get them, but certainly, um, certainly this is the kind of demographic Raymond for, or just people who really enjoyed them and want to pick them up again. Uh, have we um, played Metro here, guys? Um, any, anyone interested in this at all? Uh, ben, let's start with you. I've never really played the uh, Metro games, but I'm looking forward to this. You, you'll get it, Ben, would you? you? You'd be interested in this. Yeah, those prices I'll get, because I like, I like to support companies that do decent deals on remasters. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you there. Uh, Gary, how about you? Uh, yeah, I've played both of them. Uh, they're Sweet. phenomenal games, in my opinion. I mean, if, if you're into the whole atmosphere... Yeah, think of, of of games. That game just nails it so well. Excellent. Like you're you're in an abandoned metro in 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 Russia, and it's oh Russia, excellent. About time game yeah. was set in Russia. Yeah, the game takes place in in Moscow, so in the in the metro system down there. Oh, brilliant! Are KGB involved? <laughs> oh dear. Well, um, I will definitely um, I'll probably give these a go actually because um. They've got a certain survival horror vibe from what I've heard as well, so that's good. Are you going to pick them up again, Gary, at all? Uh, No, I'm not. uh, Maybe if it's cheaper, I will, but not right now. Cool, cool, okay. But you recommend them, though, definitely, yeah? I definitely recommend uh, both of them. Last Light was really good because it gave it told a better story, uh, at least a more cohesive story. Okay. Uh, Twenty Thirty Three was one that nobody on PlayStation played because it didn't release on a PlayStation platform. All right. Yeah, it was only on the three hundred and sixty and PC. So for people who didn't get to play the first one, yeah, this is this is a great chance to play because the the set the sequel Last Light picks up where 2033 left off and okay. a lot of people kind of confused with what was going on if, if they never played the first one cool cool okay well cheers for that man i definitely um if i find the time i definitely pick those up uh moving on uh ah another uncharted story yeah uncharted 4 looks uh stupidly good and will be darker than the previous games in the series this is according to uh ubiquitous um industry insider fuway uh is Hassan rashid uh this is on twitter he posted um that the uh <clears throat> actually no sorry there are two um two it's um two uh insiders um uh, Fu- fuway is uh says it looks uh, amazing incredible stupidly good and tidex uh another tipster uh quite uh who has a pretty good track re- record uh said it will be uh darker and it'll be uh made up of awesome epic moments quote quote <laughs> um well um uncharted 4 i mean i'm totally stoked for this um we all know it's gonna, gonna be a e3 it's gonna take a probably take center stage they've always done a demo of uncharted at e3 for sony's press conference and it's always been pretty good a good amount of content packed in there 
so I'm really looking forward to this. Not much more to say. This, these teasers just sound great. Um, it's definitely going to be. There's no reason why this game won't set the uh, visual bar for PS4 games. I reckon probably along with the order actually, but definitely Uncharted. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, not much more to say on that. I think uh, Gary, uh, what do you make of these teasers? You um, just as excited as me or not? Um, I definitely as just as stoked as you. Maybe more. I mean, the game Uncharted has always set the benchmark graphically at least ever since the second one came out you know people are like yeah how the hell are they how is naughty dog able to do this you know yeah and i with ps4 now i can't even imagine what what the game is going to look like and how good it's going to look i mean if, if from what we've seen of infamous and the order and drive club um those games just look graphically phenomenal so with naughty dog's engine like yeah. even the last of us to me looked next gen at that point when it came out so yeah, that's you know, a gorgeous looking game. Yeah, yeah. So seeing what they'll be able to do with Uncharted Four is just going to be incredible. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and on that note, quickly, uh, Mr. G Man himself is back in the room. Hey, Glenn, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, good sir. Sorry about that. I've no seen... problemo. Um, actually, since um, since you just come back, I think it's only fair we hear your opinion on this. We just uh, just read out a new story about Uncharted. Um, Two insiders have basically given us a tease about it. So one saying it looks awesome, stupidly good, and another saying that it looks uh, another saying that it's going to be a lot darker than previous installments, and it will be made up of epic, awesome moments. Uh, so, uh, how do you feel about that, Glenn? Are you stoked for Uncharted Four? I just hope it's not a prequel. That's that's all I would like. I, I don't want yeah. it to be a prequel. Is um, there any reason why? Do you just not like prequels, or do you just want to see Nathan Drake again because you have a man crush on him? <laughs> it's not that. But listen, Uncharted is not Uncharted without Nathan Drake. Hmm. Um, Nathan, his um, lightheartedness and wit, and that's kind of part of what makes Uncharted alongside the story. Yes. So it, to have yep. an Uncharted without Nathan Drake, to me, that's not an Uncharted game. And, you Fair know. Play. So, so I, I really don't. I really. I mean, there are ways to make a prequel. Um, yeah. with Nathan Drake and to, to to do well with it, which I guess I'm not giving Naughty Dog much credit for assuming they wouldn't take that into consideration. But um, I'm just to keep things simple, I'm going to say I hope it's not a prequel. Um, as for how it looks, I am not surprised that people are saying it looks stupidly good. Um, all Uncharted games have looked stupidly good so far. So yeah. um, I think that there is there's a lot of expectation riding on Naughty Dog now. Um, mm -hmm. as far as, oh, this game's going to look awesome because it's Naughty Dog and it's Uncharted. Um, but I, and I'm noticing that Gary used my pet peeve there saying that things look next gen. And, um, <laughs> so what I'm, what I would like to just kind of point out is that there is a ceiling to that. Um, perhaps not an Uncharted 4, maybe not an Uncharted 5, but eventually it's going to get to a point where, okay, we can't make this look any better than it does. You know, the eyes the eyes can only perceive so much. People always say, oh, well, if it looks fantastic, then it's 1080p. And if it looks crappy, then it's like 900p or something stupid like that. Yeah, that's bull. You know, your eyes really can't tell the difference um, yeah, unless you're on a gigantic screen. So um, there's a ceiling to that, and I'd just like to emphasize that. Like, I don't, I, of course, I'd love to see a, a new Uncharted. I'd love to see what Naughty Dog has been able to do with PS4's technology. But I'd just like to remind everyone, don't get carried away, because eventually, like, if you keep this whole high expectation thing is what brings such great risk to AAA games. 
Um, so don't uh, don't add any unneeded pressure to the developers, is what I'm saying. But um, Uncharted 4, I expect to look um, absolutely brilliant. We're all on new technology, and it is Naughty Dog. So um, I, I wouldn't expect any less, and I'm looking forward to the game. Huge Uncharted cool. fan. Cool, man. I couldn't agree more. Uh, and finally, bringing up the rear, Ben, uh, anything to add? Um, first, I want to come, come a bit closer. Come, come a bit closer, Naughty Dog. Just a little bit closer. Um, just listen to what he said. Do not make it too dark. People like uh, Uncharted because it's a light-hearted game. If you're going to aim for the whole dark, gritty storyline, you're going to probably put a lot of people off that were fans of the previous series. So, you know, think about just think about that naughty dog, <laughs> uh, and just to because I'm feeling nerdy. Remember, guys, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, <laughs> don't push yourself, but you know, focus as much as you can. Yeah, that's a fair point. Actually, um, you don't want to change the core kind of um, draw because no. I mean, a child. I mean, it deals with a lot. There are a lot of um, you know, it has like. Yeah, yeah, there's dark moments. Yeah, there's dark moments, but, moments, but overall it's, you know, Nathan Drake crack, wisecracking and everything like that. Like Indiana Jones, that's what it's like. Yeah. So, um, yeah, leave, leave the gritty stuff to yeah. Lara Croft. <laughs> oh, leave the gritty stuff for Last of Us. <laughs> oh, Last of Us, yeah, of course, yeah. I, I, I personally do think it's going to be a prequel. That's just me, though. From what I've heard, it's going to be both. They'll be switching between Nathan Drake and Sir Francis Drake. But that's a oh, whole other story. <laughs> oh, God, more pre-sequels. <laughs> pre sequels everywhere yeah <laughs> um okay moving on guys uh away from games you know well a title uh sony is confident ps4 will beat profits in my ps2 uh sony was kazoo harai stated the company believes playstation 4 will eclipse for will eclipse for 155 million cent in playstation 2 as its most profitable video games console ever released uh this is a translation um in a from a corporate uh, strategy meeting this week, uh, he is uh, said to have, uh, I quote, "It is likely that PS4 will become a platform which exceeds profits earned with PS2." Unquote. Uh, obviously, PS4 has already sold seven million units today. Obviously, this is a this is a hell of a long way to go. Um, I mean, this, uh, presumably, PS4 is going to be around for you know, well, PS2 lasted a decade, over a decade. PS3 is still going, so yeah, we're looking at another decade at least. It'll probably be around for god about twelve years, if not more. Um, I think we mentioned talked about this before. Um, it's it's really hard to say. It's impossible to say at this right. PS4 is absolutely doing great compared to how PS3, which got off to a slow start. It, you know, it sold a lot. I think it's on something like over 80 million now. But it, it did have a slow start. It's, it's definitely compared to PS2. Uh, but PS2 is very much a product of its time back then. You know, it was um, games. It was like. Get in, in that the games industry was still very much growing, still in its inv- well, not infancy, but it was nowhere near as advanced as it is now. And even though it's still growing now, it came out at such a, it came out at such the right time. You know, DVDs were just coming out as well, so obviously, it, and people used it as a cheap DVD player as well. You know, the, the way games were advanced with Grand Theft Auto and the exclusives that it had as well. You know, it had way more exclusives are dying out these days as well. But that thing was just a juggernaut, a commercial juggernaut. Um, PS4 has proven that. Uh, the traditional games console um, kind of like template of you know box games in uh, you know um, you know uh, you know basically a, a, a working piece of hardware still works so that business model still works and it's kind of I think it's definitely next gen has reinvigorated the, the market um, I don't know how well it's going to do going forward but it's definitely looking like it will 
I'm confident it's going to do better than the PS3. Would it do better than the PS4? Um, you know, I don't know if it will outsell PS2. Sorry, a PS2, not PS4. I don't know if it will outsell PS2, but it's definitely going to. I think they are definitely going to be onto a, um, a really, really massive success for PS4. Um, this year alone, they've got a great. They've got a, some brilliant games coming out, and E3 will show us what they've got coming out in the um, over the next eighteen months or so. But I have no idea. I mean, you could. It's just impossible to tell this amount. But um, uh, actually, so yeah, I think I'll pass it on to you guys. What do you reckon? Uh, uh, let's start with let's start with Gary. Um, do you reckon it's going to um, eclipse the PS2 at all? I don't think it will. No, um, I think well, well, you kind of nailed it in, in in one way for me. It's it was a DVD player. Yeah. And a lot of people bought it because it was the cheapest DVD player there there was. Yeah, and it, you also hit on the exclusive part. You know, you know, it was them Nintendo at that point. Sega kind of just died when the PS2 came out with the Dreamcast. Yeah. Um. Obviously, everybody just went with the PS2. Every every type of game you wanted was on the PS2. Yeah. You know, and. We just don't have that now. It was, it was also a different time, you know. Handhelds weren't as prominent as they are now, especially in in other regions like it, especially Asia. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's on the handhelds now. They're they're not as into the console thing anymore. So yeah, I don't I don't think anything actually will ever surpass the PS2 sales. Yeah, and of course um, I forgot to mention. Um, even though it's not taking a chunk out of a market that some people expected. So obviously, you've got smartphones that come into their own as well with gaming and everything, you know. Um, yeah. Obviously, I think PS4, again, has proven that it's not, you know, just because of that, it's the, um, like I said, the console model still works, you know. They haven't, they, a lot of people were saying a few years ago before these consoles were announced, you know, that all oh, the smartphones and handhelds and everything, you know, they're the, you know, co- you know consoles aren't going to sell anymore. PS4 has definitely put a middle finger up to that, but... I think um, obviously PS2 didn't have anything like that competition in its day at all. You didn't have even have something like yeah. DS. You know, it was like the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. You know, I mean, obviously that did sell very well, but it was nowhere near as like um, successful as like the DSs and everything. Like uh, you know, and yeah. smartphones. So it had a massive advantage there. Well, um, Glenn, let's move to you. What do you think, mate? I am becoming convinced that Gary is just my opposite. Um, because I disagree, I disagree with this man on absolutely everything. Uh, um, actually, you should, don't you disagree with me as well? Because I, Gary, agree with me, so you're disagreeing with me as well. Yeah, well, I'm disagreeing with you as well. But like, there we go. Every, like everything. Um, I well, let me rephrase that because I do think it's too early to tell. Um, Sony has projections right now, and it's probably like, okay, so if this happens, and if we continue doing this, and if things turn out this way, then yeah, we could do this. Um, but, you know, it, the, reality, the reality is, you're talking about a device that has um, what's planned to be a 10-year life cycle, and we're still in year one, so there's no telling what's going to happen. But I think it absolutely could uh, surpass the PS2 sales. For one, it's off to a great start. Um, Seven million units in just half a year—that's ridiculous. That's amazing. I don't—I don't know for sure. I don't have the figures in front of me, but um, from what I remember, I don't think the PS2 even did that well. Um, I could totally be eating my foot right now. I could be wrong, but um, it's definitely an, a fantastic start. Um, what else did you mention? You mentioned the exclusives that we don't have the exclusives right now to. Uh, 
Well, you know, again, we're only six months into this thing, you know, and at the same time, we're not at a stage where um, <clears throat> where exclusives just you create them and, and they just pop up. They're not that easy to make anymore. They take a lot of time and ridiculous sums of money. So, yeah, exclusives are, are difficult, but that's part of the whole reason Sony's been working with the um, indie developers. Uh, so... I'm, I'm not saying that the indies are going to be at the same quality as the AAAs, but they're definitely helping. Um, they're giving the PlayStation gamers a lot more to do on their consoles. Um, <clears throat> there was some. There was another point Gary mentioned that I didn't remember. What, what else did you say, Gary? Um, uh, the handheld competition. Uh, more people kind of prefer to play on handhelds nowadays rather than consoles. No, it wasn't that. Smartphones. No, it wasn't that. Uh, <laughs> the DVD player thing? Well, yeah, the DVD player thing. Okay, that's it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the DVD player thing is something that's really helped Sony out in the past. Uh, PS2, of course, was a DVD player. Uh, PS3, uh, continuing on that, was a Blu-ray player. And Blu-ray at the time was extremely expensive, so a lot of people sprung for the $600 PS3 because it was a fantastic deal because you get a Blu-ray player, which, again, is very expensive, and you also get a very good game machine. Um, this time around, there is no format change to worry about. Um, DVD's out, Blu-ray's out, um, there's nothing new to add to the formats. But despite that, look how many people have bought a PS4. So I don't think that that's playing into things very much. And again, over time, last generation, Blu-ray became very common. Um, so eventually it stopped being a selling factor for the PS4, um, or at least to, to the extent that it was when, for the PS3, at least to the extent that it was when it first launched. So I don't think that that's, uh, that has a factor this generation, because even though there's nothing new format-wise, 7 million people have bought the thing already six months in. That's ridiculous. So I, I think that there's definitely a chance here that the PlayStation 4 could surpass the PlayStation 2's sales, um, what will help it to do so is A, price. Um, the cost of the device will need to go down as the technology gets cheaper um, to remain competitive and affordable for gamers. Um, content, there is no point in hardware without software. Uh, hardware without software is a paperweight. Um, so uh, the Wii U is proving that right now. So you need, no, it is. Like, there's nothing anyone wants to play on the Wii U. And, um, except for, I guess, the, the Mario games that come out. Like, they're starting to turn that around. Um, but content is king when it comes to hardware, any hardware. And so, yeah, we need more exclusives. E3 is going to be a big, big show, not only for Sony, but for Microsoft. Um, especially Microsoft, perhaps, because they, of the condition they were in after last E3. This is where they're going to need to convince people, hey, you made the right decision, stay with us, hey, you know. So, um, But at the same time, Sony's going to need to do the same thing. They're going to need to tell gamers, you made the right choice by getting a PlayStation. Look at all the content that's coming your way. So this is where we're going to need to start seeing those exclusives come around. And again, <clears throat> don't expect too much because again exclusive uh, games take a lot of time and money to make but expect some good titles Ex expect some good titles to 
and some good updates on titles we've heard about previously, because that's what's important at this point. Um, so it's not out of the equation for the PS4 to be that successful. Um, it could be, it could not be, it's too early to tell, but it's, I think it's a mistake to rule it out, because it's definitely possible. Cool, man. Well, um, let us know what you think about that, guys. Um, email us, podcast at psu.com. Um, ben, do you have anything to add to that? Not really, to be honest. I, I don't think it'll be as successful as the PS2 at all. I don't, I don't think it will be. Ooh. I think it, though, it depends on your term of success. I think it'll make as much money as the PS2 did. Yeah. But I don't think it'll actually sell as many units yeah. overall. Because that's the key. They said um, yeah. generate as much um, more profit than PS2 did, not necessarily yeah. outsell it. But yeah. Um, I don't think it'll outsell it. I think it'll make more profit, but it won't outsell. Well, it's interesting about that, actually, something to add. The PS4 is now selling, based on just on hardware sales, you know, alone, nothing else. There, yeah. It's making a profit now. Yeah. yeah. It's making Sony a profit well, which is um, interesting. I don't think anything's ever... I'm pretty sure PS, PS3 took ages to get to that stage, didn't uh, it? PS3 took three years yeah. to make profit. Yeah, so that, that's, all, that's excellent. That is really In cool. fact, a lot of people don't realise, but they spent all their PS2 profit on making the sale for the PS3. Did they? Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, guys, final news post to wrap up before we get to our banter section, <laughs> which is uh, uh, instead of doing a topic of a week, we're just like just chewing the fat now and just having a good old talk because we want to be a bit more looser, I think. I like the show Loose Women, except we're men. Um, I don't know where <laughs> I was going with that. It's a British TV show over here. <laughs> so, hey, uh, I used to watch it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> a lot of a um, lot of our listeners are from the US, though, so I think you just confused yeah. a lot of people. So. Oh no, actually, but you guys have. Um, it's actually based off something in the US called. Um, oh, I can't actually remember it. The View or something? Is it? Oh, oh I don't know. not the View. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, um, uh, the uh, this one's about uh, Fallout Four. Uh, Bethesda cast out uh, the Fallout Four E3 reveal. <laughs> Uh, the creator behind the Fallout franchise has dampened the hopes that the next chapter in the post-apocalyptic RPG series will be get a full will get a formal announcement at E3 in early June. Uh, this comes by, uh, by way of uh, PR boss uh, Pete Hines. Um, he's uh, posted on Twitter um, in response to someone asking about Fallout 4. He doesn't mention it explicitly by name, but he says. Uh, I don't really pre-announce our announcements, and Bethesda Game Studios will not be talking about its next game for a long time. Um, it's worth noting that um, The Elder Scrolls Online is made by another studio, so obviously that's not his next game or in you know in development game because it's on consoles. Um, it's um, almost definitely Fallout because of what they usually do is alternate between Fallout and The Elder Scrolls, and obviously The Elder Scrolls uh, Five Skyrim came out three, nearly three years ago, so Fallout uh, is due another game. The last numbered fallout game was 2008 which was fallout 3 and they had obsidians uh fallout uh new vegas i think was 2010 uh correct me about that if i'm wrong um so yeah it's, it's widely believed that fallout 5 will be the next one there have been a lot of rumors to be fair a lot of them um, i think there was a teaser site that came up which was proven to be false but uh, yeah there's been a lot of chat about it but um i'm kind of surprised i thought maybe they would talk about this because it's been a long time since um they obviously Skyrim 2011. I thought maybe we might get we might get some sort of teaser about it, but um, I guess they are going to be um, really knuckling down on this and not I'm um, not um, really um, interested in getting this out the door for a long time. Um, how about you guys? I'm glad you made a you you sort of chuckled there as I read this story out. Uh, um, why was that? 
Uh, just because I don't, I'm not a Bethesda fan at all. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember last week. Bethesda is not. I am not friends with Bethesda. Um, so, you know, I I don't know what what they're working on right now. Um, I I guess Fallout's a big franchise, and so mm-hmm. um, if they're doubting that it's going to be announced at E3 or, or something, I guess that's that's not very good for them. Um, but that does kind of build on the anticipation, so it's not all gray skies. Um, yeah. I just hope they do it right. I am not a Bethesda fan. Not a Bethesda fan. Cool, cool. Fair enough, man. Um, ben, how about you? Uh, I'm not a huge Bethesda fan. That word. I can't say it now. I'm not a huge fan of the company anyway. There's not many. But I would like a new Fallout. That would be nice. Okay. Cool. It's funny. Um, I feel kind of bad hearing this because I've been to Bethes- I went to Bethesda's office last week. <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. Doesn't mean I, I I'd want to see the company go down. I just oh, I right. like uh, that. Uh, what's got their um, recent? What do you call it? Because uh, uh, Wolfenstein was from them, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, published that. Yeah. yeah. So it's not yeah. all, it's not all bad. No, I like okay, Wolfenstein. Yeah. Which reminds me, I can't say that and not follow up on it. There will be uh, you guys will be able to see what I uh, why I was at Bethesda um, uh, sometime. Uh, well, actually, I say this week because when you hear this, it will be this week, even though it's now last week. Oh, here we go again. Days the future, future past. Days of future past again. <laughs> um, cool. Um, and finally, Gary, how about you? Um, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with everybody, um, but I'm a little different. I'm fine. With games that Bethesda publishes, I'm just not okay with the games they develop. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I think uh, there, I think there's a reason they're not gonna reveal. I think definitely Fallout Four is in development. I also think that it is ready to be shown. They are ready to announce it. Okay. But the reason I don't think they will is because they really need people to still talk about Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. And if they if they reveal Fallout 4 right now, it's going to completely just take away any momentum that game has or could ever have. Yeah. Especially with the delay of the of the console one. Yes, yes, good point there. Um Yeah, so I don't I I don't think I think maybe they had planned to reveal it at E3 if uh Elder Scrolls Online didn't get such a negative reaction when it came out. Yeah. Um but I I don't think they will they will announce it simply because they need people to to still talk about Elder Scrolls Online right now. I hate to say it, but I want to say the Elder Scrolls Online will be cancelled. In my, I think on what for consoles. A, you reckon? Yeah, I don't know. Something about the way it started reminds me of Fantasy fourteen, and that had really bad press at the start, and yeah. it was going to come to the PS3, and then it got cancelled. Yeah. But I will say this: I instead of Fallout Four, I do believe they will announce Dishonored Two instead. Oh God, I forgot about that. Dishonored Two, yeah, maybe. Like yeah. Dishonored Two now more Dishonory. No, no. What was wrong with the Elder Scrolls Online for the consoles? What was wrong with them? Well, no, I'm just saying because they delayed the the um, delayed it by six months. I can see oh, just the hype. It was being... delayed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the PC version got a lot of negative um, yeah. press, and as um, re- um, not long after that, they announced that the PS4 and Xbox One version is being delayed by six months. See, I want Bethesda to succeed. 
Okay, I, I'm here saying I'm always slamming Bethesda, but I really want them to succeed, and so it hurts to hear this. It really does. But like, okay, here's the thing about the word Bethesda. The word Bethesda is a Bible reference. Um, it's a reference from the Bible, and uh, um, so, in the what's that? Uh, so that's why I can't say it. Uh, well, um, <laughs> in in the Bible, okay, there's this place called the Pool of Bethesda. Uh-huh. At the Pool of Bethesda is where all the sick would gather, all the lame, those who are injured, gravely so, those who are who can't walk. And um, there's this certain time where if you actually can make it to the Pool of Bethesda and make it into the water, I don't remember what the criteria is, like there's something supposed to happen, and then if you make it into the water, you are healed of all your ailments. So um, you, you get a lot of hospitals named Bethesda. I think there's a city in Maryland called Bethesda. Um, when you're, and, and the problem with the pool of Bethesda is at that time when everyone, everyone would just be rushing to the pool of Bethesda to be healed. Um, and so a lot of people who aren't strong enough to, to run or, or something could, would be trampled and, and sometimes killed, sometimes just more gravely injured. And with Bethesda Softworks, I feel like I am one of those people being trampled, um, running to be healed, running to be healed and redeemed and freed of my ailments and end up being trampled every time. And I'm starting to feel, I feel sad because I really want to turn that around. I, I want Bethesda to turn that around and be successful because I think they have fantastic ideas and fantastic games, just their execution is poor. And so... I, I'm, I'm so sad to hear this, but I feel like I'm being trampled once again hearing about the Elder Scrolls Online and, and Bethesda's <laughs> performance with yet another game. Well, to, to be fair to Elder Scrolls Online, though, um, this is the first game from that studio that, that's working on the game. I think it's Zenimax Online. Yeah, yeah This is their right. first ever game. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they have any, any veterans that worked on other MMOs in that studio. Yeah. It is a different. It is a different genre, but you know, it, it just feel. It, I don't know. I feel like this is some. It's still a veteran company. Bethesda has been around a while, you know. And and even if some of the developers working on it haven't done this before, like I feel like if Bethesda's behind the wheel, um, they should before it ever goes out to a person to a, a customer, they should be looking at it and saying and seeing what works and what doesn't, like. Even even in a beta stage, there shouldn't be enough. Um, it, it shouldn't be broken enough that it's getting terribly bad press. You know, that's how I'm feeling about it. Cool. Okay. Well, that's all the uh, news, anyway. Um, now, this is the part where we normally do our topic of the week and everything, but I've decided to shout that because it just got too, too. Um, I don't know. For lack of a better term, too boring because there were a lot of shit that there was a lot of stuff. Sorry, a lot of stuff that <laughs> some of us didn't go. Some of us are, uh, try, trying to get a topic that all of us can contribute to is uh, it's proving difficult. And I just think after last week where we just uh, what we kind of did is uh, we started talking about Sony's financials, and then I kind of moved away from that, and we just started chatting and stuff, and it was just far more natural and organic. And I think that's what we want. So. Um, and it'd be good to kind of combine that with what we've been playing, I think. So have a whole segment like that. So, um, yeah. Um, well, actually, to kick things off, Glenn, it's funny you were talking earlier about um, the Wii U and everything. Um, no one wants to play games on it. Um, I think uh, Mario Kart might have something to say about that. Does that tickle your fancy at all, Mario Kart Wii U? 
Yes and no. Uh, I also, don't forget, I also said that there are games coming out now that are turning that around. Right. Um, of course, assuming that Nintendo remains interested in the console, it feels like they're giving up. They've been talking about, they've been talking already about uh, making another console. So it's like, um, I don't know, I, I, feel like they're, I feel like they're giving up on the Wii U. I but. think, um, yeah, I think I know what you're on about there. I think what they said was they um, they acknowledge that they're working on new hardware, but they said that um, they always, whenever they release a console, they immediately start thinking about the next uh, its, its successor. So I sure. think that's what they were saying. Sure. I, I don't, I don't really think. Um, I honestly don't think they'd abandon the Wii U yet. But um, well, it feels well, like I, it because all the decisions yeah. they're making so far are not for the success of the Wii U. Uh, for example, I've been talking about this a lot on RDGH. Um, releasing Super Smash Brothers for uh, the new Super Smash Brothers, the upcoming one, for the oh, 3DS, yeah, yeah. half a year before releasing it for the Wii U. That is not a decision for the success of the Wii U at That's, all. What's up with that, man? Why I, are they doing that? I don't understand. I have, That's crazy. I am not sure. Like it's, it's not that this is the only thing. There are decisions that they're making that just are not for the success of the console. Which is yeah. why now that they're just publicly talking about their next console already, and obviously, of course, when you Sony did the same thing with the PS3 and the PS4, like just a year or so later, a couple of years later, they're talking about their meeting with Mark Cerny to talk about the PS4, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they're already working on the PS5. Um, but to tell the truth, that this just a lot of the decisions they're making right now just aren't for the success of that console of the Wii U, and with this now, it just feels like. It's the icing on the cake, and they're moving on. Yeah, the um, the thing about the Wii U is, um, it definitely seems to be the, the only thing that's keeping it going is the first party games, and there's just not enough of them. Obviously, I mean, it, the third party stuff is, I don't think it's sold very well at all. I mean, uh, what third party I th- stuff? I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, no, EA. I mean, EA trumpeted a lot of support when it first got announced. They had Mass Effect Three and a few other things, but that's all disappeared now. There's, um, you know, the Wii U version of Watch Dogs has been pushed back. There's um, you, you, there's a lot of games out there where there's no Wii U version, and they could easily do one because it's been coming out on uh, PS3 and 360, and the Wii U is capable of um, you know, it's pretty much on. But I think I think it's accepted that it's on par with those two consoles, somewhere in between. Well, yeah. it's interesting because Ubisoft has pretty much already said that Watch Dogs is going to be their last game on the Wii U as well. They've said that, have they? Pretty much, yeah. Well, yeah, they said uh, that there'd be no games announced for this year at E3 for Wii U. Holy crap. Which so is that, no, much, no, no Assassin's yeah. Creed, then? No yeah, Assassin's so Creed? That's pretty much the last massive third-party publisher that Nintendo has lost on their console now. Wow, that's... Um, damn, that's yeah. awful. But I remember that. That kind of stuff hasn't happened since the Dreamcast days, I don't think. I remember third parties were dropping out of that quite a lot. Damn. Yeah, it's interesting because like even like the smaller titles didn't get released on the Wii U. Um, Child of Light didn't come out on the Wii U. Yeah, it's a little downloadable game. You yeah. know, it's it's and what it's does sad. That with even the it's, it, it's the Dreamcast has outsold it, if I'm rightly so far. Mm-hmm. We've been talking yeah, we've been yeah. talking about this on RDG about the Wii U quite a bit on RDGH, and it's like Nintendo's in this terrible catch twenty two here. Um, where in order to succeed, they need content, okay? And yet the people who provide content want nothing to do with the system because there aren't enough consumers. So they need yeah, more but- consumers, so they need more content to get more consumers, and mm-hmm. 
the people who provide the content won't come near it because there aren't enough consumers. It's like, what do you do? Um, but yeah, yeah, this isn't the first time Nintendo's been in this situation, though. Oh no! Uh, I, they were in this kind of situation with the Nintendo sixty four and the GameCube. Yeah, you know, true. publishers just weren't making games for them, and they've always bounced back. I mean, they they had three consoles where they they were good, but they weren't as successful as you know the competition. And then you had the Wii come out, and it destroyed the competition in hardware sales. The Wii, the sixty four, and the GameCube though weren't in this bad a spot. No, definitely. No, no, definitely not. No, but I'm, I'm talking about content-wise. They didn't have the publishers, just like Nintendo doesn't have the publishers now either. I think the, um, the GameCube um, had... A, I think the GameCube had some decent publisher support. I mean, I, I got a lot of games on the GameCube from various publishers. I mean, they had Capcom with Resident Evil, which was exclusive. Yeah, um, but that's when they were forking out money to get those exclusives. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but I don't think it was, I think um, the N sixty four had a um, I remember the N sixty four had a notoriously um, dry software period after launch. It took ages to get some games out for that. I think because they had I think they only had a couple of games like Mario and Pilot Wings or something. Um, but when they released those games, obviously they're massive games like GoldenEye or uh, Zelda or Karina of Time and stuff like that. But the I think the GameCube. Um, I mean, it did suffer, but I think it was slight. I think it did slightly better with third parties because there was a lot of. They did have some cool. They they did have some good success. I mean, they had um, Soul Calibur Two sold more on um, GameCube because it had Link in it compared to Spawn on the Xbox and Heihachi on the PS2, and the, a few other um, third party releases sold quite well on GameCube as well. So, but they they were lacking definitely. I mean, it got it died off pretty quickly. The GameCube did. It it, it didn't. Um, yeah. It didn't last. Which is unfortunate because I actually like that console. Oh, me too. I've got it set up behind me. I love the Great GameCube console. Actually, I like every Nintendo console. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've got my I've got my GameCube. I've got my Super Nintendo, my N sixty four, and even the Wii. Oh, I got a Nintendo as well. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. But um, yeah. I remember the um. I can't believe it's been wow fifteen years since the Dreamcast came out over here. Nearly. I got it. Um. I think it was October-ish um, it came out in the U- in, no, September in America and October in Europe and I got it for Christmas in 1999 oh that was great that was but, um, yeah I loved it oh, I love that con- that, yeah. that to me is probably the most pure gaming console I've ever played yeah it was so un- <laughs> so underrated and it was so ahead of its time as well it was the first console it really that- was yeah, it's first- a shame what happened yeah it, was- yeah it is it really is the first console to have a modem online gaming and stuff it was great and the thing is it had some really good games as well i mean it's um it feels kind of bad saying this when it's um you know we are a sony side but we you know we all enjoy all kinds of games i'm 30 i've been gaming for years and years but it really did actually make it actually did um show the ps2 up quite a lot initially ps2 really didn't get going for uh, until a year after it came out I mean, when the Dreamcast was out, when when PS2 came out, which was 2000, late 2000 in the West, the Dreamcast had games like Shenmue, Soul Calibur, um, uh, oh, what was it called? Um, that Capcom fighting game. Um, oh, Jesus, I can't remember. Power Stone, that's it. Power Stone, Metropolis. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, Metropolis Street Racer, um, Skies of Arcadia. It had all these awesome games, and you know, PS2 had like. You know, it had Tekken and Ridge Racer, but, you know, graphically, the Dreamcast, um, you know, it's a lot of the Dreamcast's latter games, they really did stand up to the PS2. A lot of them, I mean, Shenmue, for example, that was a bloody amazing looking game for its time. 
But then obviously PS2 got Metal Gear and um, GTA 3 and all this kind of stuff. And it was just like on the roll, you know, so the, um, it didn't really stand a chance, which is a shame. Um, didn't you got bet? Sorry, carry on, Gary. No, so I was just going to say it really is a shame because I, yeah. I absolutely love the dream. I, I still play the Dreamcast when my friends come over. Oh, wicked, man. Four-player Power Stone, man. You oh, wicked. Four-player Power Stone. Yeah. You can't beat, you can't beat the old um, split-screen um, multiplayer, can you? It's the best. <laughs> um, uh, um, Gary, uh, not Gary, uh, Glenn, Ben, did you ever have a Dreamcast at all? I, I still have my Dreamcast, yeah. You got it. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Sweet. How about you, Glenn? I have not. Um, I remember when I was little, I would go to see, I lived in Miami and I'd go to Sears and they would have a Dreamcast there and I would play Sonic games on the Dreamcast <laughs> in Sears and I freaking loved them. And that was why, um, that's why for a long time Sonic was my favorite game character. Um, but no, I'm, when I, my first, one of my first game consoles that I've played was the N64. Uh, the first one I ever owned, of course, was a Game Boy. I think every kid owned a Game Boy first. Um, but I had a, I had a Game Boy first, and um, I would play on my friend's PlayStation One, my the first PlayStation, and I'd play things like Spyro and Crash, and I, that was like my first exposure to PlayStation. And so um, I don't know. That's evolved into now. I love PlayStation, um, but no, I, yeah. I haven't. I haven't owned a Dreamcast. Um, ah, right. But well, you're younger than us, aren't you? As well, you are young. Uh, how old are you? I'm 24. 24. All oh, right. I thought you were a bit younger than that. Actually, how, well, we're. Um, I'm 30. Ben's. I think me and the rest of us are in our late 20s, aren't we? I'm, yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm 30. So you're 27, aren't you, Ben? Yeah, I'm 27. Yeah. Well, so it's not that not that much difference, I guess. But yeah, um, it's um, yeah. It, the trouble with it is, it didn't last very long. It was like two years or something when it came out over here. No, it well. Uh, technically, it lasted four years, 98 to 2002. But there was a resurgence in the mid-2000s, actually. I think uh, a Japanese site actually started selling Dreamcast again. And I think people are still making games now for it. People are still making games yeah. for it in Japan right now. Yeah. There's still yeah. games coming out for the Dreamcast today. That is awesome, that is. That well, to be is, fair, there's everything, isn't there, wasn't there a game last year for the Super Nintendo? Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say, you're right, yeah. So it's great when people um, keep um, keep these things going and stuff. It's got a cult following. Um, uh, as, um, yeah, I mean, the Dreamcast did so much good things. I mean, we got yeah. the best 3D Sonic game, in yeah. my opinion, came out. <laughs> With Sonic Adventure, I love I mean, that. I don't know why that gets. It so was much a hate. great game. I don't know why that gets so much hate these days. I see. I constantly see people saying, "Oh, it's aged so badly and stuff." Well, obviously, all games age, but you know, I played it again uh, a couple of years ago and stuff. And I, st- I mean, no, I know it's obviously aged visually, but I still think it's real, real fun. I think it's really good. Well, yeah, I, I, I bought it on PSN when they released Sonic Adventure on PSN. Oh, sweet! Yeah, yeah. I, I played it. I, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you it's know. great. I know it's you got still it's... get that sense of speed in 3D. I mean, yeah, yeah, how yeah. I don't know people, people just hating. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean... Did you know their first attempt at making a 3D Sonic game? Ah, uh, what was good? I can't remember now what the cancelled name was. Oh, but, was it Sonic uh, X? It's Sonic Extreme. Extreme, that's it. Yeah. Uh, extreme. Yeah. <laughs> it used like a weird fisheye camera to do this. Like, I don't know if you ever guys any play Pan. Pandemonium or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, from what I can tell, it was trying to use a 2.5D 3D fisheye camera to track oh. Sonic, and 
it didn't get past much of the the, the actual you know, development stages because people were feeling sick playing it. <laughs> yeah, that was for the Saturn, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, originally for the Saturn. Yeah. And then they did make a semi-3D open Sonic game, which was the collection for the Saturn. Oh, would you mean Sonic Jam? Yeah, Sonic Jam. Yeah, that's yeah, that had these 3D world, didn't it? In it. Yeah. Yeah, but I've got. Oh man, yeah, I've got that. I that's never got great. to play that. No, oh, it's good, man. I've got I've got Sonic Jam still on my set, and that's uh, that was a really good game, and it had obviously all the old Sonic games and stuff, and you could save your progress and stuff. That's still my favourite Sonic um, like compilation because there's so many of the bloody things. I've got one on the GameCube as well, Sonic Mega Collection, and the Sonic Gems Collection as well. Um, oh, they were great. Um, it's funny. Uh, it's into what Glenn said. My uh, my first experience with PlayStation, I didn't actually get it straight away. I got a Saturn in 1995. And I think my brother got the PlayStation in, um, oh, it must have been 96, maybe, 90, I, can't re- I can't remember, it might have been late 96, early 97, but he, um, yeah, he was a PlayStation guy, and he kind of like stopped playing games for a bit, because he always goes through phases, like he does on everything, and I remember guy getting my own PlayStation and starting buying games for it myself, and I just built up a massive collection, so, and then I bought every one after that. So, um, yeah, I... Uh, I don't own a PS1 anymore. I work in PS1. I still have a PS1, but it's broken, um, which is a shame because I own every other console still. You know, I still got my PS2 and obviously my PS3 and I got a PS4 uh, and a PS Vita. No PSP, though. But yeah, I don't have a working PS1, which is a shame. Um, anyone still got their PS1s? Yep, I still I got mine. No, mine is I... messed up. I have, to, I have to turn it upside down in order to play it. My way is upside down. I used to have a PS1. Um, I, had, I traded my N64 with a friend, but then I kind of regretted it. Because I missed play. I had a bunch of games, and I missed playing them, so I ended up trading back. Um, uh-huh. But no, I, I have a PS2, I have a PS3, I have a PS4, a PS Vita. used to have a PSP, don't anymore. Um... And I, I don't know, no, I, I don't have a PS1 anymore. Ah, um, uh, same. Uh, are we naming, I, have a, I have a PS1, a PS2, a PS3, a, v, a PSP, and a Pocket Station. A Pocket Station? you got a Pocket Station? Yeah, Pocket Station. Oh, wow, that's hardcore, man. <laughs> yeah. Ben, say Pocket Shit. Station again. Pocket Station. I love how you say that, I don't know why. It's, <laughs> it's the British, I think. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. I remember reading about that. And did you have to import that? I take it. Yeah, I imported it from Japan. Actually, I imported it a few years ago because I always wanted one. Oh. And then I saw one on eBay for thirty quid. Oh wow! I thought oh. I'm buying that. Oh, that's so cool. I remember them making a lot of um, a big thing about that initially. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Oh, that's fun. It was like Sony's answer to the VMU in a way. Yeah, the yeah the Dreamcast VMU. That thing yeah. was oh that was great at VMU. That was oh, so yeah. cool. Yeah, raising your chow in Sonic. <laughs> I, I still need to play Crash Bandicoot three again because if you play Crash Bandicoot three with the VMU, it unlocks a mini game where with Crash run away from a boulder. <laughs> Wait, VMU? You mean don't you mean Pocket Station? Yeah, Pocket Station. Right, Sorry, so... <laughs> I get confused there. They but they look pretty much the same to be honest. Yeah, they do. Yeah. The only oh. cool thing about the pocket station over the VMU is when it's turned off, you, to know if it's an official model, Yeah, there's actually a log, the PlayStation logo on the main front screen when it's turned off. All oh, right. You look in the light. Nice. Oh, that, that is really cool. That's a nice, that's a classic piece of PlayStation history and memorabilia, that is. Yeah. Oh, wicked. That never came out over here, did it? No, it never did. Mm. It came out in America for a limited amount. It oh, came okay. out in Japan 
Yeah. But Europe never got it, sadly. Oh, okay. Sad pandas. <laughs> that was really cool. That was too in the fat there. Um, okay, well, guys... Um... Uh, before we, Sorry, one sec. Before we finish yeah, two sure. in the fat, um, Glenn and Gary about the Far Cry RGH last week. Um, the two different covers are one's the normal edition and one's the limited edition. Oh, okay. So um, one, we were we were talking they, about the whole controversy on about Far Cry last week. Yeah, um, yeah. Dane was around, and, and we were talking. We, well, ranting, I guess, would be the better term <laughs> about the whole Far Cry deal last week. So the two covers are different. Then the ones for so yeah. so they are keeping both covers around. Both covers are being kept. The the one that's caused controversy is the normal edition. Okay. And the one without the controversy is the limited edition. Okay. I, what? So, so now i got to get the regular edition instead because I want the cooler cover. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason why I bought the Insanity edition. Um, in, the Euro- in Europe, the edition with the guy's head in the sand for Far Cry 3 was still printed as the Insanity version. I bet, I bet Ubisoft was just like, you know what, we're capitalizing on the controversy this time. If you want the racism-free version, you're going to have to spring for limited edition. I want that on the quote now. I want that on the front cover. Yeah. Racism-free. Um, uh, com. So awesome. 9 out of 10. Now we're 10% less racist. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, Ubisoft, man. Actually, speaking of um, Ubisoft, guys, uh, we're uh, PSU. We're on the Watch Dogs launch trailer. We are. Yes, my, and it's uh, funny enough, it's uh, my quote, something I wrote about 18 months ago, sheer brilliance. So, yeah, we made it, guys. You wrote that about 18 months ago? Really? I did. It was around 18 months ago in a feature I did, I think, for, like, upcoming games for PS4 or something like that. Um, But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, we we made it. Sweet. Yes. Ignore us. Ah. Ignore our ranting Ubisoft. We love you now, I guess. No, no, no. Sometimes Ubisoft makes stupid decisions. Yeah. No, but we were we were ranting in favor of Ubisoft. Right. So <laughs> Okay, let's uh sorry, I was just gonna say I think we should move on to some reviews now, guys, because we've got a few. Um that was really cool though that was chatting there. Be interested to see what we come up with next week because it's all you know, it's all live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't plan <laughs> it's it. Live. Yeah, it's all live. We don't plan it. We don't know what the hell. We're just laying the train tracks down in front of us. <laughs> live on Channel 4. Please just don't take it. Oh, go. yeah. <laughs> uh, Okie doke. Right. Uh, here we go. We're just getting into... Uh, can we, anyone remember Monday's date? Was it the 21st or 20th? Yeah, the I think it was. It was the 19th. Yeah. Yes! Wow. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I was right where I was starting anyway. Go okay, guys. But... <laughs> go, Ben. Let's... Uh, kick things off with Carl Prowl's uh, review of Walking Dead Season 2 Episode 3 in Harm's Way. Uh, he gives oh. us an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, he summarises, in Harm's Way, doesn't find the same balance of exploration linearity but, uh, that marked the very best Telltale episodes, but the Walking Dead story and protagonists have scarcely been better executed. He liked the deeper customization, the satisfying resolution, the mystery, and the small gameplay surprises. Uh, however, we dislike the uh, fact that it has too little exploration, wasted characters, and explanation uh, explanation breaks immersion. Uh, he uh, oh, he just noted that there's a minor spoiler in review for those of you who haven't, who haven't read it yet. But um, next up, we have um, another one of Dane's reviews. Uh, this is uh, Mujin Soul Z review. 
Uh, 7.5 out of 10. Uh, he summarizes that the game is a fun RPG but doesn't try to be serious. As such, it leaves the storyline convoluted, messy, and boring to sit through. If you have the patience to get through it, though, then the combat system, character customization, and all the extra goodies more than make up for it. He liked the uh, fact that it's not afraid to be different and pushing societal, but, uh, societal buttons with its cast. Uh, I probably said that wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, it's late. Please don't hate. <laughs> uh, deep, character, uh, deep character customization. And the fact you have your own Gundam. Uh, he have already disliked the convoluted, boring story line, and it's a little more than banter, uh, kind of like what we do on here. Um, uh, the seemingly recycled environments from previous Compile Heart games. Obviously, Compile Hearts is the developer. Uh, that was 7.5 out of 10. Uh, next up, we have Sparkle 2 PS4 review by uh, John Paul Jones, our freelancer. He gives this an 8 out of 10. Uh, he summarizes. An accomplished and engaging take on the free match puzzler, Sparkle 2 ably provides for PlayStation 4 with a sort of compelling bite-sized puzzle gameplay that it hasn't really had until now. Ultimately, Sparkle 2 is an easy recommendation to make for newbies and seasoned puzzle fiends alike. He liked the easy-to-understand yet challenging gameplay, the perfectly-sized levels and the pick-up-and-play, the great soundtrack and ample replay value. However, he disliked the lack of multiplayer, which I found quite um, odd considering the nature of the game and the fact that it becomes overly repetitious fairly quickly um, as you can tell we've got quite a few reviews this week next up we have Soul Sacrifice Delta Review this is by Timothy Nunes oh I love this I love Soul Sacrifice uh, 8.5 out of 10 he summarizes Soul Sacrifice Delta delivers a payload of extra missions and gameplay time as well as enhanced controls Though the grind of the game is increased further by the extra content, the gameplay enhancements makes enjoying the game for what it is uh, for what it's worth that much easier. Uh, he liked uh, some, uh, the fact that there's something there for veterans and newcomers. I can attest to that because I'm uh, I'm a veteran. I've been playing the original and I just got this. Uh, uh, the fact that the control enhancements refine the combat and the further character customization. Uh, however, despite the fact it still has the hefty grind, enemy variety still lacking, and narrative delivery may hinder some players. Um, as I said, I review self sacrifice. It's very grind heavy, um, but it's it's fun doing it. The uh, the it, the enemies aren't particularly varied, but the bosses are really really fun to fight. Okay, next up, guys, we have Transistor PS4 review by Adam. He gave us a nine out of ten. He summarizes. The enticing narrative interlaced with gripping story mechanics, all culminating in, fitty, in a fittingly poignant final, makes Transistor a game that deserves to find a home in as many PlayStation 4s as possible. He liked the immaculately conceived game world, the refreshingly dynamic gameplay system, and the fact that narrative structure and delivery is top-notch. However, he disliked the uh, uh, fact that a little more enemy variety wouldn't go amiss, and some may find issues with the game's length. Um, very positive review there, though. Um, I think there's one more. Yes, there is. This one up today. Uh, we're recording this on a Saturday. This is uh, by Dane Smith. This is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle. Uh, six out of ten. He summarizes a unique fighting game with advent-grade character design due to its staying true to the manga source material. It is a fun game for fans of the manga and also the fighting game enthusiasts looking for something new. Non-fighting fans won't get much out of it other than learning about the world of JoJo and his bizarre adventures, funnily enough. <laughs> He liked uh, the amazing soundtrack, uh, sorry, the amazing artwork and character design, uh, the fact that it stays true to the source material, and the ample fan service. However, he disliked the lackluster soundtrack, uh, the slow combat system and broken power-ups, and the lack of a challenging combo system for pro players. Um, 
quite a few reviews there, guys. Uh, that's um, all the st- uh, that's all of them, though. Um, I think we should now just quickly summarise what we've been playing. No need to go into detail here. We can just literally name it and stuff. I I happily start off on this one. Um, I've been um, pretty much the same as usual. I've been on the Vita a bit more because I've got Soul Sacrifice Delta. I've been grinding through that. I've also been going uh, finishing up on GTA Liberty City Stories, and I've been playing some. Uh, I dipped into a bit of War Thunder as well, and um, a bit of Tekken Tag Tournament too. I was on a winning streak today, which is great. Uh, Kazuya and Armor King, great tag team. And I've also actually started Silent Hill Downpour again because I really like that game. Um, one of the better Silent Hills, I think. Uh, that's pretty much it from me. Um, Gary, what have you been playing recently? Um, <laughs> I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV because that's all I can play on my PS4 right now because it's completely corrupted. That um, sucks. <laughs> yeah, the new update just messed everything up for me. Wow, that's... Um, uh... Oh shit! I really hope you get that fixed, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I, they, it's something they have to release a patch for because I just I like every time I play a game now. Yeah. Like if I don't upload it to the to the to the cloud, uh-huh. it just corrupts the save data right away. Oh, that's bullshit, man. Uh, the only yeah. thing I'm gonna have to say, Gary, is you're probably best thing for you to do is to for, completely format the hard drive via safe mode. Because if you re- if you reformat the PS4, it will wipe out the firmware to base the base firmware as well. Yeah, I haven't heard of a situation like that before, so it's probably something that's unique to your console. So if you if you restore it to factory settings, just back everything up, back up your um, your your screenshots and videos to a USB stick and reformat yeah. everything. You should be fine. Like it, it still works fine. Like if I stop playing like a single player game, for example. If I go upload it manually right away, then it's yeah. okay. But once I turn off my system, I put it in the standby and turn it back on, it'll corrupt all the saves. So if you upload it, then it doesn't corrupt the one that the save file that's saved on your console? And no. That's really weird. Like if I if I upload it to the cloud, it'll be fine. Like the saves are okay. The only saves that get corrupted are the ones that I don't upload to the cloud. To me, it sounds like something's having an issue with the hard drive when it's booting up. The only issue that I've been having is um, it will... Okay, I will try to upload a save file, and this isn't all the time, just sometimes. It'll try to upload save data, and it will say cannot upload, and it'll say it can't because um, this save data was already uploaded by another PS4. And And it's weird because I only have one PS4, and I don't think anyone's been on my account. So, like, I looked online, and a bunch of people have been having that one. So they Yeah, well, I, I looked mine up, too, and I'm not the only one having this issue. Okay. So that's why I don't think it's it's my hard drive. No, well, but other than that, I, other than Final Fantasy, sorry, just to move on, <laughs> um, I've, I'm still grinding through Bravery Default on my 3DS. Cool. Um, yeah, and I am... I believe I started playing on my Vita... Uh, soul sacrifice that I got free on PS Plus. So, wicked, wicked, wicked. Um, how about you, Ben? Fantasy fourteen. That's that's pretty much all I've been playing this pretty week. Pretty much it. Cool, cool. How's it going? Yeah. Still enjoying it? Still good. Yeah, I got my paladin up to level fifty, so I'm now level fifty paladin as well as level fifty monk and scholar, level fifty miner, and level fifty goldsmith. Nice. So, Still next, away. <laughs> yeah, my next one's probably going to be Alchemist because I'm already 44 at that, so. 
Cool, man. Excellent. And finally, uh, Mr. Glenn Gordon, what have you been playing? Um, last week, I announced that I was on a mission to get my first platinum trophy ever. Um, yes, you did. Infamous Second Son. That has gone splendidly because uh, over the week, I um, turned it to easy mode and did my evil playthrough just really quick. I, I don't like being evil. I don't like the evil playthrough. Um, <laughs> it, it makes me feel sad. And um, but I won't say anything about it for those of you who haven't done it yet. I just don't like the evil playthrough. But I rushed through it really quickly to get my trophies. Um, I did the tough ones. I did the double smokestack attack. I did the cough drop. Um, yeah. I only have one trophy left, and that is to beat it on expert mode. Um, so I've gone back to good, and I'm I've started an ex an easy. Uh, excuse me, not an. I don't know what I'm saying. I started an expert playthrough, is what I was trying to say. Started an expert playthrough, and um, it's difficult. Like the difference from easy mode to expert mode is is different. I, I don't know. It's it's difficult for me to get used to again now that I've been playing on easy mode because Delson just dies so quickly. It's ridiculous. It, he'll just take. A few shots, and he'll be already be in gray. The screen will go gray and say you're taking too much damage. And it also doesn't help that the enemies are not displayed on the minimap like in easy and normal mode. Um, they're little the little enemy icons that look like little sperm cells. They disappear from the minimap completely. And so the only way you can tell where an enemy is is A, if you see him, or B, if he happens to shoot at you and you get an idea of where the bullet comes from. Um, otherwise you're in the dark. So um, it's going to take me a while to get this trophy. I am going to get it. Um, I also have Drakengard 3 to review, uh, which I just downloaded to my PS3. It was 15 gigabytes, so I left it on overnight, and I, I have it installed. I've got that to do. And, of course, Watch Dogs, which I've pre-ordered and plan to play the, the second I get it. So um, it'll be a little while before I finish this, but it is the mission continues I will finish this. I will get my next, my, my first platinum trophy. I'm, I'm excited. Awesome, man. Well, I hope that goes well. Um, well, that brings us to a rear end of the podcast, <laughs> as it were. Um, I'll just uh, quickly check my emails now to see if we have any emails. Uh, for some reason, I've been, uh, this week has kind of been kind of blurry and stuff. It's been pretty busy, so I haven't really had time to soak up some of the side things like emails and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, no, actually, we don't seem to have any emails. I always check for Fonz. Uh, the last one was on the 15th, so we read that out last time. Um, so, yeah, we uh, don't have any emails to read out today, guys. So all that's left is for us to um, give our shout-outs and then close the show. Um, so I'll pass it over to Glenn, first of all. Glenn, uh, who, do you have, uh, who do you want to shout-out to? Um, who do I want to shout-out to? Mm-hmm. I want to shout-out to all of you guys for being here once again. Uh, shout out, of course, to all of our listeners, without whom we would be absolutely nothing. Uh, if you are listening, do not forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. We are, in fact, there. Um, believe it or not, we're there. We are uh, ready for you to listen to all of our podcasts and enjoy them. Um, please do so. Also, don't forget to leave us a review, subscribe, and you can have both of our amazing podcasts, us and RDGH, Download it to all of your iThings automatically. Subscribe to us on Twitter as well, which um, 
yeah, subscribe to us on Twitter as well. Uh, don't forget to weigh in with your opinions and, and what you believe according to what we have said here. And don't forget to give Mike an email every day um, asking him to join Twitter. <laughs> uh, join Twitter. You had to get that in, didn't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, dear. Fair enough. Uh, well, thanks for that, Glenn. Um, okay, Gaza, you're up next. Me? Uh, <laughs> shout- Gaza, yeah. It's, uh, is that not like a... Ga- that's like a, a, a British slang uh, word for Gary. Do you not like use that over there at all? <laughs> you don't, I take it. <laughs> no, I've never heard that. <laughs> really? Oh, Gaz, Gaza. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah, Ben, Ben, ben you know what I'm on about, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're on about. <laughs> you said, he said that, and I'm just like, what the heck? Who's Gaza? Is there yeah. someone else here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gaza, you're up next, mate. Uh, 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 shout outs? Um, yeah. Anyone, anyone you want to shout out to? It could be anyone, man. It doesn't have to be game related. It could be your mum, for all I care. It doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, uh, just family, friends, you guys for having me on again. Thank you. No problem, man. It was nice. And yeah, all the fans and listeners. Wicked, man. Cool, cool. And Ben, Mr. Shillaber Hall. I can probably remember, I can almost remember yours now, um, word for word. Um, I think one's Crimson Kanushi, am I right? Yep. yep. <laughs> Carry um, on. Chin, Shahid, and uh, um, I want to shout out to Future Mike's Twitter account. Uh, yep. <laughs> and oh, I think, think that's it this week. Oh, and believe in Gaza. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hashtag believe, believe in Gary. Uh, we have to call him Gaza now. Yeah, he's not <laughs> Russian; he's British. <laughs> oh, um, that just leaves me. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, all you guys are awesome. It's great to have you all on, and Gary, it's good to have you um, back on the podcast after a few weeks or whatever. I know you're a fixture on RDGH, but um, it's been good to have you back on Unchained. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to um, specifically to uh, Don, our old uh, PSU crew member, Don, uh, Richard, um, who I met at the Metal Gear Solid Five event. I keep saying that every week because uh, <laughs> he's cool. Um, obviously, um, Fons, Brett, uh, who else have I missed? Uh, Shahid, uh, Chin as well. Chin, um, I understand Chin wants to come on the podcast again. Is that right, Ben? That is correct. Great, can't wait for that because I need to talk to him about tips on bulking up. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think that's about it actually um, my mate Robert as well and uh, my mate Lucky uh, I could just go on forever so yeah all you guys all the listeners on PSU uh, and the rest of the cast uh, cast the rest of the uh, staff um, at PSU aren't here um, oh, I want to I want to give one more shout out yeah go for it Jim Sterling woohoo yes Jim yes of course Jim <laughs> Sterling yeah because he's awesome yeah <laughs> um, back about wraps up episode 41 guys um wow it's quarter to 11 now no wonder i'm feeling so tired um that was uh that was a good show guys i enjoyed that and i think the new format works quite well um just uh, just a little bit more looser um just having a general chat and everything not really having any direction because i think that's my it sounds wrong not having any direction it sounds like that's bad but it's not because it's good just to chat because that's what it is we're just chat four guys Three, four guys, whatever, chatting about games, man. That's the best way to go. Just laying the train tracks in front of you. So I like that. Much more organic that way. Uh, but we still keep to our new structure, of course, because we want to go over the, of the most popular news stories. So um, we keep into that. Um, but if you guys have anything else, uh, you want us to actually tackle any specific subject, then let us know. Email us at podcast.psu.com. 
And Glenn, I think you have something to say about iTunes and everything, don't you? Or have you already done iTunes? I've already done all of that, man. Oh, wow. But I'll do it again wow. if you want me to. Um, just give us a reminder about iTunes and uh, Twitter. Okay, let's let's do it. Um, yeah. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes. We are, in fact, there. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can have um, not only Unchained, but also Racial Diversity Gaming Hour downloaded to all of your iThings automatically. And don't forget to follow PSU on Twitter at PSU.com, at PS, uh, PSUDOTCOM. And don't forget to send Mike an email every day uh, asking him to join Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we had to remind you about that twice because yeah. that's so important. Yeah. And Glenn, uh, people can contact you at. You can contact me at GoGlen underscore on Twitter. <clears throat> Um, at geo <laughs> at geoglenn underscore on Twitter, or you can send me an email um, at glenn.gordon at psu.com. Awesome, man. And uh, you can contact Ben at. Uh, you can contact me at chili underscore UK on Twitter, Twitter, uh, or ben.shouldabearhall at psu.com, cool. or chili agaf. Sweet. Oh, yeah, of course you're in the air, I guess, now. You can contact me at mike.harrodance at psu.com or email the podcast team at uh, podcast at psu.com. Or you can con- and last but not least, you can contact Gary at... At uh, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, that's on Twitter, or Gary, that's G-A-R-R-I, at psu.com. No, it's not. It's gaz at psu.com. <laughs> 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 No, it's Gary. G R R I. Yeah. Okay, guys. Awesome. Yeah. Leaving Gaz. Gaz. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. That's been episode forty-one. We will be back again, hopefully, uh, the same time next week. And uh, listen out as well for the next episode of RDGH, which should be, I presume, will be going live uh, sometime next week as well, right, Glenn? Wednesday. Wednesday. So yeah, well, you'll be hearing this on. You'll be hearing this like in the, in the new week. So. For all you know, it actually might be up by um, by the time you hear this. Who knows? But we're, we're aiming for midweek for this podcast and RTGH. So, guys, all that's left to say is thank you very much for joining me again. Have a great weekend, and it's good night from me. Oh, and it's good night from me as from him. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> leave that in there. Leave that in there, yeah. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Snort. That was great. <laughs> See, the best endings of when that sort of thing happens. <laughs> Please leave that in there, Glenn. Yeah, I will. I've actually snorted. And your snort, and your snort as well. <laughs> I didn't even. I don't know who that was. That wasn't me. It wasn't me. That was me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right.